This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. He'll hit Corey Watson with it. He'll sidestep one tackler and gets to the 20. Corey Watson inside the 10. Touchdown, Eskimo! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Austin Matthews has his 30th of the season. The Toronto Maple Leafs lead the Florida Panthers 2-0. About seven and a half minutes left in the first period. Another big game for the Panthers. They're three points behind New Jersey for a playoff spot. Florida has played 74. New Jersey has played 76. So if Florida loses tonight, that would cost them a crucial game in hand. We'll keep you updated on that one. Just getting underway, the Rangers and the Capitals. Later on tonight, the Coyotes face the Golden Knights and the Flyers will meet the Avalanche. The Oilers practice at Rogers Place today and then flew to Vancouver. The game tomorrow starts at 8. We'll have the face-off show on 6.30, Chad, at 6 tomorrow night. He moves his way in and shoots his block. What a save by Rudy. Ridley with a great move. Patrick in front. Save Rudy. But watch Patrick. Now Rudy just dives. And that's from March 16th, 1986. Kelly Rudy making 26 saves as the New York Islanders score a big 3-1 road victory over the New York Rangers. Hi, Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> Where in the world would you find that, Reed? I have my ways, Kelly. Just trust me. <laughs> well, that kind of proves to uh, to myself, anyways, that I must must have had a couple of good games in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I, I, I don't remember many, but well, that was uh, eighty five, eighty six. So uh, wow. late in that season, and uh, it was the first half of a home and home against the Rangers. You guys won both. That was at MSG. And there was a little video with the, with the highlight, and you made an incredible diving save on Ridley, shot from the left wing, so you're right. Yeah. You saved it. The rebound went to the other side. Ridley was right there, and you dove across, and uh, you actually uh, got your glove like you were going to catch it. You couldn't quite squeeze it; it popped out of your glove. Uh, but it was a but, but it was a great save. So there you there you go. A little Rudy well, memory. You tonight. know what? I- I have some vivid memories of that season because it was uh, really impactful in my life. First of all, in March, uh, actually March 9th of that uh, season, uh, we had our first daughter, so Jessica was born, and uh, shortly thereafter, we we went on a pretty good run like you're talking about. Unfortunately, we fell flat in our faces in the first round of the playoffs. We lost three straight to Washington, and I guess the good news from that is that uh, I think I was third in the league in save percentage that year at 906 i believe second or third and because of the season i had i was lucky enough to be invited to play for team canada in moscow in the world championship so kind of my career was sort of trending upward at that point and my life was trending upward so that season although we lost three straight in the playoffs it had some uh 
pretty cool moments for us. That is pretty cool. Those games against the Rangers, you'd play them seven or eight times a year, sometimes in the playoffs. Those must have been pr- uh, pretty unique to play in, especially at MSG. Oh, oh for sure. And uh, completely ruthless fans. Like, everybody talks about the uh, Philadelphia Fire fans being ruthless. And uh, I'm not going to get into the incident because it was uh, completely inappropriate, but uh, something bad happened in the NHL uh, a particular season. And uh, we would go, we went into Madison Square Gardens uh, shortly thereafter, and the things the fans were yelling at me, it was despicable. But that's kind of how the world was back then, and there wasn't the uh, people about being offensive and so on. You could say basically what you want. And so when we went in there, it was like just completely ruthless what they were saying. And so you got a thick skin. I'm not saying it's a good thing to have to go through, but I'll tell you, we had some unbelievable battles in uh, New York City. One of my favorite stories that I ever read, and I think I asked him about this in an interview a few years ago, Dennis Potvin, great Islanders defenseman, one of the greats of all time, and he was despised by Rangers fans, and they had a Potvin sucks chant. And yeah. I remember reading an article about Potvin once, and he said he was at home watching the New York Knicks play a basketball game, and he heard the Potvin sucks chant in the background. So the guys, like, in the upper levels would just start chatting that regardless of who was playing. That's true. And, you know, on occasion, if you go there with the, another team from some city in the NHL, it doesn't matter whom, sometimes it still breaks out. It's crazy the uh, the animosity they had towards tennis. Of course, it didn't didn't help any that the Rangers went on that uh, they were unbelievably unsuccessful for so long and then the Islanders ended up uh, winning four Stanley Cup finals five years in a row and so that uh, made it even worse for Ranger fans until they won finally in 94. Yeah, finally won it in, in 94 for sure. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports, former goaltender with the Islanders, Kings and Sharks, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers and a bit of a uh, a bit of a foodie we got to do yeah. it a bit of a side here because I did promise on Twitter I would ask you about this. You A few days ago, you posted a picture of a gigantic charcuterie plate, which yeah. I assume you had help finishing. Please tell me you didn't eat that all yourself. Well, I think we're going to find some silence on this. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I, in fairness, there's like huge chunks of bread on there. I didn't eat the bread. But I moved that off inside just to make the appearance as though I ate the entire thing, but I did eat all the meat and all the other accompaniments. Uh, and like my, my, I hope everybody knows my humor, and so I tried to put it in there something, but I just don't get why I continue to put on weight when yes. you know I gorge myself with these unbelievable meals, and then I have a bunch of wine, maybe a couple beers and stuff. So, but I, you know, I'm joking about it, but the fact of the matter is uh, I do have to start getting active. I had that knee surgery in September, and for whatever reason, I haven't uh, moved since, and so I'm going to have to pound the uh, pavement here this summer and running again and do some biking and finally look a little bit fitter because it's just not right the way I look right now. Hey, that's, that's, o- no. that's okay. That's okay. You're still an agile guy. You could probably still play goal in hockey no. i don't know the national <laughs> hockey league but <laughs> here i am giving you a hard time I, I've, I've been doing these ymca workouts and then my co-workers are always like why are you like walking bent over and limping all day and i'm just like long story I know. I know. uh i gotta i gotta ask you about this about a month ago we, we were talking about the uh the heart trophy 
And look, I, I as as a sports fan and now as a broadcaster, Kelly, uh, I I love the debate. I mean, it was enjoyable last year watching McDavid be the obvious choice, and yeah. now I think it's equally as enjoyable um, hearing people debate about it. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I don't get too emotional about it, and I'm not sure. I do think that I, I would prefer a guy to be on a playoff team if I were voting. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I know last time uh, when I said who's up there for you, you threw in Blake Wheeler, you threw in Vasilevsky. This was before he had his game yeah. softened a little bit for Tampa Bay. We're closer yeah. to the end. Uh, we're not at the end, but I wonder who your heart guys are now if you had to give me a list of three or four. Okay, I know I've been following a whole bunch of people uh, and their comments lately, and I would agree with, I think, everybody that this might be the most difficult year for all of us to predict who might win the Hart uh, Memorial Trophy, simply because I don't think the, cl- the race has ever been this close. As you said last year, it was pretty easy to choose McDavid, and for some criteria that uh, happens to be important to me, and that happens to be your team should be in the playoffs. I'm not dead on that you know you can easily make some arguments that that's not fair to a player and so on but that is how i believe or that's how i see it i know louis debrusque and mark specter had a disagreement on the air last night about it and i see both sides but i i am leaning towards guys in the playoffs and so uh i you know mckinnon is a guy to me that i really respect his game and he's come on so far this year and I've talked to some coaches and managers around the league and they're leaning towards him but I also think a guy like Malkin deserves a lot of credit but then I look at the rest of his team and they've got the experience that's not the deepest team I've ever come across but they still have of course uh, Crosby and Kessel and their goaltender Matt Murray's pretty good although he hasn't been quite as strong this year and he's missed a lot a guy that really stands out to me right now, and I've watched him uh, two times, I believe, in about two, three weeks live, and that's Kopitar. He's been phenomenal. His game is maybe even better than uh, his previous best, which is quite a compliment. Wheeler, I still put in there. Taylor Hall's made a good push. Kessel, to me, is even a guy that's of interest. You know, we always think of Kessel as a shooter, but he's a real great playmaker now. Um, as far as forwards, you can make. I guess a couple other guys in there, but I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna include anybody there. Now I'm gonna throw a sleeper in there for you. Uh, I think there's one defenseman that's deserving, and that's Drew Doughty. Mm-hmm. And uh, even McDavid said Saturday night uh, after the game, talking to Scott Oak, that he thinks Doughty's the best defenseman in the game. And then I'm gonna throw a couple goalies in there, which might surprise people because when you sent me the text about having this discussion, I automatically went to the stats and I'm looking at a whole bunch of guys and I'm thinking well who is the best goaltender for a number of years and that was Dominic Hoshik and he won six Vesna trophies right yep and he won the Hart trophy as well and I was looking at his numbers and I'm I was surprised actually I'm gonna I am taking Vasilevsky out of the race now too for the same reason he's uh, hasn't been quite as sharp but I'm looking at the importance for their team Pekka Rene's up there I'm even going to throw a wild card in there, Marc-Andre Fleury. And the why, why I'm going to say that, Reed, for both those guys, if you look at Dominic Hoshik's numbers, these guys have better numbers. Uh, Hoshik, when he was winning the best, most years he was at 930, say, percentage. Uh, one year, I think, 932 at 937. But one year he won it at 921. 
But also, if you look at the winning percentage, these two guys have way better winning percentage than Hoshik when he was at his best. Now, in fairness, when Hoshik was going on this great run, we never saw a save percentage like that before. We never saw save percentages of like 920, 930, 937 that he was putting up on a regular basis. So I think there was that kind of surprise factor also where we're more accustomed to seeing these same numbers now from many guys. But uh, after that, I mean... So how many guys did I mention? 10, 12, or more? Uh, I've, I've written down nine, and you didn't even say McDavid because I am assuming you can't deny that he'd be a candidate too. So that's well, 10 that's if you right. count McDavid, he's, yeah. He's the best player in the game. I mean, everybody knows that, and so he's always going to be in that boat. But unfortunately for him, I do go with the idea that his team isn't in the playoffs. Now, if he were to win it, would I be disappointed? Would I go on radio interviews and say, hey, He's not deserving? Of course not. I mean, going by the criteria, you know, simply is it his fault that his team didn't make the playoffs, even though he's the most important player on their team, and without him, what would they They'd be even worse, which, you know, that's crazy. But. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great right? point. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun this year, and, and I, it's cool that this year, too, the PHWA is going to release all the individual ballots. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I do enjoy it, and... As an Edmontonian, like I've I've still said right now, I would vote for McKinnon, uh, and yeah. that's nothing against McDavid. I mean, I've watched every game he's right. he's right. he's played. So if somebody says no, I'd vote for McDavid. I I say that's that's great. I mean, like let's let's have that. And it's not gonna if McDavid doesn't win it this year, fifteen years from now, hopefully we're not upset that he didn't win in twenty eighteen. Like I think he's and gonna you know, be fine. Here's here's the interesting thing about this whole vote and all this kind of uh, thing. And who we're talking about, when you look at guys like Nathan McKinnon, uh, maybe a few other guys that have so much attention right now, um, is he the best position, or is he the best player of that position? And, you know, for me, I'd say no. He's having an MVP-type season, but he's not the best center in the league. I'd say Kopitar's better. I'd say Crosby's better. I'd say, uh, uh, oh, geez, Patrice Bergeron's better. But he happens to be having an excellent season. And, you know, there's so many arguments you could make about it, but I'm with a lot of other people, too. If not for the kind of season he's had, the Avalanche uh, do not rebound like they have this year. All right, one more for you, Kelly, and I'm, I'm going to change on the fly because I know I, I texted you a couple other ideas this afternoon, but we can save those for next week because yep. the beauty of this show is sometimes people text in questions. Sure. I think this is a one you'd probably like to give a longer answer to. Uh, we'll probably have to tighten it up a bit today. Dirk and Cochran says, what does Kelly think of today's game with defensive play, bigger goalies, and the equipment evolution leading to a lack of scoring and better goalie stats? What would he like to see change? That's that's probably a tough one to, but, you know, it's a good one. Though. There's, a, there's a lot to sink your teeth into, but my short answer, and I'll be trying to be really concise, is that, First of all, I want to make really clear is that I think the game of hockey's never been better, never played by better athletes. Uh, you know, they all, they're all their own little corporations. They train better, they're fed better, uh, take great care of themselves. So that's out in, out in the open. Uh, games never been faster, more skilled, all that kind of stuff. But if there's one area where I'd like to see not only a, a, an improvement, but a big improvement is, uh, in limiting the size of the goalie equipment again. I'm not going to get off this topic until I find that it's 
uh, quite a bit smaller. I look at a lot of these guys, and I see a lot of them in their street clothes, and they're it, this is all bulk. And I'm all about goalie protection. Trust me, I don't want guys getting shots off the shoulder and and uh, breaking a collarbone or any of those sorts of injuries from shots because the, the guys shoot harder. But to me, they're just enormous in size. I look at some of the guys in their street clothes, and then I see them on the ice, and there's almost no net. And again, they're better goalies than in my time. I don't question any of that. But they don't need the size of that equipment that is just, it's ridiculous to me. And I am of the mindset, and I, uh, when this topic came up a couple of years ago about should they uh, change the size of the net, make bigger nets, Yep. and, and I, I agree with that. They should. And the reason I agree with it is because there has to be a real threat. Otherwise, they're not going to change. I mean, Ryan Miller is the best example I can think of where he is a terrific goalie, but if you ever saw him in person, he's extremely slight. He's one of the slightest guys I've ever met in my life in the game of hockey. Put him in the net, and he's enormous. And what is always interesting to me, because he's a really thoughtful guy, whenever you have this conversation, he always says, hey, 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 let's not rush into this. Rush into it? We're 15 years discussing it. And I bet once he retires in another year or two, I bet he could care less. And then he'll say, oh, I don't care. I'm, yeah, we're wearing way too big of equipment. But it, this has nothing to do with protection. So you can tell I'm adamant about that. I doubt anything's going to happen um, how I kind of see it. But I know Kay Whitmore at the NHL, another former goalie, is trying to make some changes and hopefully – he gets uh, his way to a certain degree. That is a great answer. We'll have to get more into that for sure. Kelly, thanks for coming on. Enjoy whatever meal you're having tonight. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll break down more some more Flames-Oilers stuff next week because they're playing each other on Saturday. Happy Easter, man. You got it. Thanks, pal. You too. As Kelly Rudy checking in tonight, it's 623 Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. Of course, you can text 630630, our open line number 780-496-0063. We're coming right back. Good to have Kelly Rudy on the show. You can text 630-630. This texter says, how about Brad Marchand for Hart Trophy? You know what? And if you've ever listened to this show before, you're not. you know I'm not a huge fan of this player. But he is having an exceptional season. He's actually ahead of McDavid, Kucherov, and just behind McKinnon in terms of points per game. He's only played 61 games, and for me, games played does factor into it. You know, it depends on, I guess, how many points you have and your impact. But he's only going to play 65, 66 games. And I do think staying healthy and or not being suspended is part of it. So I don't think his stats are going to be gaudy enough in the number of games that he plays, in my mind, for him to be a candidate. But Marchand has been excellent. Thanks for that text to 630-630. Reynolds says, will McDavid win the heart? Likely not. Should he? Tough call. Who else is a front runner? McKinnon, well, the Avalanche may not get in. Kopitar, the Kings might not get in. Hall, Jersey might not get in. Malkin has two teammates with him, top 11 in scoring. Kucherov has Stamkos with him in the top seven in scoring and likely a Vesna nominee for goalie. Almost half the league doesn't make the playoffs. I would have McDavid in my top three, I think. That is a text from Reynolds. John Garrett, we'll see what he thinks of this. We'll see what he thinks of the Oilers-Canucks game coming up tomorrow. And John usually has a good story from his days in the World Hockey Association. He's going to weigh in after the 6.30 news. Inside Sports on 6.30 Chat. 
Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, Nuge and the Oilers in Vancouver game tomorrow. Six o'clock face-off show here on 630 Chad. They will drop the puck at eight. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey, Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. The Oilers have actually put together a pretty good run. 11-7-2 over their last 20 games for uh, 24 points. Unfortunately, uh, far too late. If you put that over an 80-game season, obviously you're looking at uh, almost 100 points, but doesn't matter now. By the way, the uh, Hart Trophy voting, Mark Spector confirmed this today, and he is the president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. So each voter lists five guys on his ballot, first place through fifth, and there are points distributed 10-7-5-3-1. So 10 for first place all the way down to one for your fifth place guy. It, it is interesting this year that I know one idea that is out there is could Connor McDavid win by getting the most second place votes, right? If McKinnon's first, like if McKinnon was first on one ballot, I'll just use his, him and his example. If McKinnon's first on one ballot and fourth on another ballot, that's 13 points. If McDavid's second on both those ballots, uh, that's 14. So he would, he would have more. It's going to be interesting how it plays out. I, I don't think it, demeans anybody's season whether it's McDavid or not uh, regardless of who gets it I know as Oilers fans you certainly want McDavid to get it and that would be cool to me the playoffs do make a difference Yakushev texts into 630-630 he says if a team makes the playoffs with a hypothetical point total of 84 points one year and doesn't make the playoffs with 92 the next year does that mean the players on the 84 point team are eligible for the heart but those on the 92 point team wouldn't be according to some people's thinking. Or if you make the playoffs by one point, you can win, but if you miss the playoffs by one point, you can't. Where do you draw the line? Well, Yakushev, that's, like, that's the beauty of the argument, that each individual voter has to draw it, draw their own line, right? And I don't, I don't have a problem. I mean, some people, I think it was EJ Hradik on, on Twitter last night was saying, no way would he vote for someone not in the playoffs. Not ever. If it's me, if I voted, I would have a soft rule of not voting for someone in the playoffs. Though if someone is have, putting up such ex- exceptional numbers like McDavid, I, I might consider him or I might be more likely to at least put him in my top three. So every voter has to draw the line in his or her own way. And I don't think you can really tell anybody that, that they're wrong because that's the beauty of these awards. I mean, the Stanley Cup, okay, you play down, there's an obvious winner. You win four rounds, nobody else does, you win with the, with the Hart Trophy. And, and McDavid was not a unanimous pick last year. He did not get all the first-place votes. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, different ways to look at it. I got distracted by a text that simply says, he's the president, oh my God. I don't know what that is referring to. Yes, Donald Trump is the president, if that's what you're reacting to. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, This texter says, a texter from Lloyd Minster says, I hate the shot-blocking mentality. I know Kelly Rudy is big against it. Let the goalie save the puck. Well, that's another thing that's changed the game as well and that has made scoring, I think, more difficult is that players now 
get in the lanes, there's more collapsing towards the front of the net. I, I know Kelly is one of those guys. Uh, I know Drew Remenda from Sportsnet has talked about it. The goalie wears all this equipment, and and the best goalies in the league are paid a lot of money to stop the puck, and yet you're telling players whose job it is to body check and shoot and pass and all that kind of stuff that now they should go block shots as well. And I know a lot of fans. But, I, I, but I, this is one of those things, I don't know how you legislate against it. We were having this discussion a couple days ago about the Anaheim tactic in overtime. How do you legislate against that uh, turning back? I, I think Kelly's very realistic about the goaltender equipment. Protect the goalies, but don't have them adding that much bulk. And I I played the the sound from the video of Kelly Rudy making saves in 1986. I mean, it looks like there's a kid in net compared to... Now, goalies are better athletes. They are bigger in general, uh, but it, it looks totally different. It looks like... You know, I mean, it doesn't even look like modern hockey, the, the way Kelly looks in net. Uh, this texter says, hey, isn't there a playoff MVP? Yes, that's called the Conn Smythe. This texter says, why are fans not voting? Well, I think fans can vote for people to play in the All-Star game, and that's probably good. That's probably enough. Nothing against fans voting, but if fans voted, you could have some results that perhaps aren't indicative of the play that season, right? That there are more Canadian fans in general than other markets, so a Canadian a player on a Canadian team would probably win the heart every year. If fans were going to vote, you'd have to do something where you'd pick a five fans from each team and they would vote. Otherwise, McDavid would, would win uh, easily this year. Joe Buck North says the Hart Trophy is an individual regular season player award. I don't think any consideration should be given to the players' team's finish in regards to the playoffs. We already have an award for the best player in the playoffs. That's the Conn Smythe. And generally, that player's team needs to win the Cup, but not always McDavid should win the Hart and the Art Ross. That is from Joe Buck North. Well, that's an interesting perspective. We have a playoff MVP, so why should being in the playoffs or not have anything to do with the regular season? Fair enough. I mean, again, I'm not going to tell anybody they're wrong. I mean, unless you write in and say that Jordan Osterley should win the Hart Trophy. Then I'd, I don't know why I'm picking on Jordan Osterley. Just first player that came to mind. Then I'd, then I'd probably tell you you're wrong. But that's the thing. That's the beauty of Everybody has their own criteria. I mean, we could debate this for hours. Well, we have been. We've been debating it for, for days on, uh, on 630 Chat. All right. Uh, you can text 630-630. You can keep the text coming. We'll do a quick timeout now, Kellen. Then we'll get uh, John Garrett on the line. He's always fun. Covers the Canucks. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Eskimos news today. Marcel Young has been released. Defensive back. Marcel Young uh, struggled at times in the Eskimos' backfield. This texture says, Time to celebrate, Reed. Someone else gets to wear number 23 for the Eskimos this year. Thank you, God. Hope for a productive, enjoyable retirement from pro football for Mr. Young or a chance to play full-time for 
the Riders. Okay, that is a text to uh, 630, 6.30. NHL scoreboard, Maple Leafs up 3-1 on the Panthers early in the second period. Rangers leading the Capitals 1-0 late in the first. Kevin Hayes has that goal. Oilers and Canucks tomorrow. Former Canucks goaltender now does their broadcast on Sportsnet Pacific, John Garrett. John, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a beautiful day in BC. Sunshine for a change. Oh, geez. Well, we're still getting snow off and on here. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody needs yeah. to tell Mother Nature it's almost April, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks for checking in tonight. Always good to have you on the show. Uh, obviously, the season winding down here for uh, for both the Canucks and the Oilers. They're going to play each other twice down the stretch. You know, it's interesting with the with the Canucks, John, just sort of watching some of the highlights or seeing the end of a game, uh, you know, when an Oilers game is wrapping up because sometimes I look at the scoreboard and I think, yep, that's how it's gone for Vancouver. Tough run. And then you, you see the last couple of games and you think, oh, man, uh, still kind of a plucky team putting up a fight. Uh, what's it been like taking in the games? Well, uh, they've won three of their last four. And uh, it's a motley-looking crew. But uh, this year has been more enjoyable than last year uh, because they play with more excitement. They play with more flair. Uh, they've got a bunch of young guys that are auditioning for next year. And expectations were not very high. And uh, I think the youth, the, the young guys playing well, and uh, you look at last night's game, the guys who scored and uh, guys who contributed. Okay, Brandon Sutter had a good night, but uh, there was four different guys that scored. and uh, Sam Gagne playing with the Twins, and are Henrik and Daniel going to come back? And Jake Bertanen looks like he's going to round into a player. And uh, they've got Adam Goodet, who will play uh, tomorrow night, and then he'll play against yeah, he'll play against the Oilers tomorrow night, and then he'll finish the season. And he led the NCAA in scoring this year. Uh, they've got Elias Pettersson. They, uh, there's hope. They're selling hope, and, and they've got good cause to because uh, they finally got some prospects that look like they can jump right in. Head coach Travis Green, obviously now, now we see him there for the whole year. What do you think his biggest impact has been there, John? Uh, I, I think accountability to a certain degree. Uh, I, I think that he likes to play a, a quicker style. Uh, I think the fact that Henrik and Daniel are in their last year, he was able to limit their ice time at the, until the injuries happened. Uh, I think that uh, you're a new coach on the first year of a three-year deal. You can you can be confident, uh, and you look around the league, you look at Rick Tockett and Phil Housley and Bob Bugner and all these coaches on teams that uh, got off to real rocky starts uh, that because they had a new coach, they could play through it. And now Arizona's playing better. And look at Florida. They're only a couple points out of the playoffs. And uh, I think Travis has done a nice job with all the injuries that he's had. And you go up and down uh, the list of guys that have Berchi and Granlund and Bo Horvat missed 15 games and Chris Tanna's only played 20 games and the, uh, the Canucks were hit with the injury bug again and uh, Travis I think has done a nice job they're, they're much more entertaining than they have been because they try and score some goals Okay, well, that could bode well for uh, tomorrow for entertainment value <laughs> because, yeah, you know, the yeah, Oilers, so the Oilers have been scoring a little more. <laughs> oh, man, I was, watching that, I was watching that last night, and then I'm watching the highlights, and, and they don't even show the whole game. They show Connors three points, 
and then the other team gets seven in a row. They don't even show that. They oh yeah, and it ended up seven three for Columbus. <laughs> Come on. Come well, on. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I mean, McDavid. And he had a great finish uh, last season. So, uh, I mean, I think what bodes well, you hope, is that he always produces points. But he he has kind of ramped it up at the end of the last two seasons. Dare I ask you this? Like, given the stakes tomorrow, are, are the Canucks gonna on home ice? Do they match up a pairing or a line against McDavid, or or do you think that's not going to be in the cards. Oh, well, I, I don't think they... Well, they might play Brandon Sutter's line against, but I doubt it. But uh, the defense, they all have Alex Edler out there. I would think uh, almost every time Connor McDavid's out there. Uh, he's been the Canucks' best defenseman, and he's been around a long time, and everybody knows that he, he is physically strong enough. And that's one of the problems with the Canucks' defense now is uh, they're pretty small. Alex Biega's small, Derek Pouliot's small, Troy Stetcher's small, uh, Ashton Sautner is small. Uh, they're they're just not very physically able to handle it other than Alex Edler, so I would assume that Travis will try and get Alex out. It should be an entertaining game because uh, here's two teams that are playing relatively well compared to how they played all year, and the Oilers, okay, that game last night but uh they've been winning some games and uh it, it should be entertaining anyway do you i don't know if you get a vote but do, do you think that uh the i mean the Oilers aren't going to be in the playoffs do you think you have to be in the playoffs to be a heart trophy candidate because and it's interesting this year john because i think by the end of last year mcdavid was a pretty clear favorite to win the heart and, and then he did bunch of guys have helped their teams in you know, spurts this year. I don't know if there's been a guy that's dominated front to back where you're like, okay, he's he's the obvious heart winner. So it's it's there's kind of a uh, a more heated debate, more question marks about the trophy this year. Yeah, there is, there is, and uh, I'd like to say that uh, you don't really have to make the playoffs, and if the team uh, is completely a dog team to start with, and one player, uh, but the expectations in Edmonton were so high going into the season and it was basically the same team as they had the year before and uh, when you look at it and and okay they didn't make the playoffs and they had uh, such a disappointing December and stretch in the middle uh, I I think that really hurts uh, his chances Connor McDavid's chances but uh, I was listening to and I don't get a vote I vote on the coach of the year but I don't I'm not a writer so I don't get to vote on the heart and uh, Connor will probably get it because, as you say, uh, you know Brad Marchand and Taylor Hall and uh, Nathan McKinnon and uh, Nikita Kucherov and you, you. There's so many guys. They okay, so you put Kucherov first on your ballot, and then you say, well, okay, who's second? Well, probably McDavid or third. And then uh, there's five on each ballot, and you get a number of points for each position. And Connor could win because uh, of the split and the number one vote. Yeah, that's a good way. To, that's a good way to put it. You, boy, you get a vote for Coach of the Year. There's the obvious one of the year, eh, John? Given, given what happened in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I, I know. And I'm a big Gerard Gallant fan. I was a big Gerard Gallant. I couldn't believe that Florida fired him when they did. Uh, so, I, I think that's an automatic but uh, there's some other coaches who have done a nice job this year and uh you look at colorado what an improved team they are 
and it's the same coach who had such a bad season last year with them, and uh, they might make the playoffs. And uh, some of the other teams, they, you look around the league that that had good teams, and and still uh, Mike Sullivan in in Pittsburgh. You know, it's hard to three peat, and there they are again. And uh, their cast has changed, and their goaltender's been hurt for most of the year, and yet they're still right there. I, it's there's some coaches who have done nice jobs and and Mike Babcock in Toronto is uh, and Paul Maurice give Paul Maurice some credit too he he's made that team uh, believe in themselves and look at how dominant they've been at home John Garrett joining us on Inside Sports. It is never a John Garrett appearance without a story from his career. Uh, John, you've you've had a couple of beauties over the year uh, about a, a team folding mid-season. You, you told the uh, All-Star Game story where you uh, lost the MVP in the final 15 minutes. Yes. I, it's like I always yes. tee you up for sad stories, so I'm going to do it again. Uh, play, playing out, play, playing out the string, uh, especially in goal. That can't be the most glamorous thing. Uh, uh, out of the out of the playoffs, last few games, you've you might have lived through that a couple times, eh? Oh, I have. And uh, we were in Birmingham, and uh, this year, the Birmingham year, that we didn't make the playoffs, and uh, we were coming out west, and uh, Winnipeg had to win to be first overall or something, uh, and then Calgary and Edmonton. We were playing three games in four nights, and uh, I forget who's our coach at the time but anyway our coach at the time it might have been Glenn Sonmer I think it was Glenn Sonmer uh, he said well okay we want to be fair so Wayne Wood was the backup goaltender and uh, Cheech you're going to have to play all three games because we don't we don't want to look like we're favoring one team or the other <laughs> and we were just playing terribly so I knew it was going to be a five or six goal night all three nights especially in Winnipeg and, and you just go and I think come on, Glenn, you don't have to do that. And I had to play all three games. We lost all three games, so we were fair to all three teams. Yeah, we'll give you the points. <laughs> well, hopefully you didn't have a bonus in your contract for goals against average. I don't think they had bonuses oh, no. in the WHA. <laughs> no, no. Well, it didn't matter anyway because you never got them. They, they probably had bonuses, but you just never collected <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right, John, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, we hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. It's always great to have you on the show, man. Really appreciate this. Uh, it's always my pleasure. Talk to you later. For sure. That's John Garrett checking in, former goaltender in the NHL and World Hockey Association. I, I was right. I was telling with Jalen and Andrew at the end of the afternoon news, John would have some tragic story from the World Hockey Association. And, and there it was. He got uh, thrown to the Wolves last three games of a regular season, got lit up. His team was out of it. Other teams were playing for positioning and uh, didn't go great for John in those ones. Inside Sports on Chad, Oilers and Canucks tomorrow. And we have Hank Olisic, former Eskimos punter, Canadian Football Hall of Fame inductee. He's after the news. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.